This is Alan Thompson. I'm the driver of Butterface with Team Meatball Racing. You can find us at on YouTube, Team Meatball Racing, and this is the E's and B's podcast. Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the E's and B's, the bacon and eggs of Pro Wrestling Sports Podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie today with special guest one bad dude from team meatball it's alan plus nfl conference championships college basketball top 10 nba and nhl leaders nascar short track and no prep talk and you guessed it some you're listening to the best breakfast wrestling sports podcast on your Fridays. It's the E's and B's podcast. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John John Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this, but I'm going to get you high today. Cause it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Joining us again here on this beautiful first Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Where you be with legends and myths set to retire. Let's put it in the oven and light that fire. You know the drill. Crack those eggs. Get that heat up. Cause it's time. For the sunny side of
appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. I'll tell you what, it's been seven years coming, baby. I learned one thing since I've been here. You gotta fight for your right to fight! Thank you, everyone. On behalf of Fox Sports, Fox Network, let us be the first to congratulate you, Philadelphia Eagles, for going to the Super Bowl. And I must add... Y'all do play some of the greatest music I've ever heard at a stadium, so thank you for that. to finish off the AFC-NFC championship games. There, as you heard in the sound clips, now one more game to play in the season. As we know, we are just one week away from the COVID Super Bowl. That's right, going down next weekend in Arizona. And we cannot wait, we think, the best two teams that were left are on the stage. As you heard, the Chiefs putting it to the Bengals there last Sunday, knocking them off, crushing everybody's hopes there in Cincinnati for that big dream of the championship. But over on the other side, everybody was riding high on the rookie, Mr. Irrelevant himself, Brock Purdy. Well, he got hurt. And then not only did he get hurt, the next guy got hurt. And it seemed like they were running out of options for the 49ers. But when it was all said and done, the man from Alabama, number one, Jalen Hurts, got the win. And advancing that Philadelphia Eagle team to that Super Bowl. Will we see next Sunday Jalen Hurts' first Super Bowl win? Or will we be talking about Gimpy McClown Holmes? Second Super Bowl win and putting himself up on that banner of legacies in the quarterback room. We'll have to wait and see. We cannot wait. As you know, we'll be breaking everything down right here next week for Super Bowl going down. We cannot wait. Of course, there is some other news to talk about there in the NFL. As always, in this time of the year, a lot of moving parts and a lot of things, rumors, everything going on. But we can officially say the Denver Broncos have Landed their head coach, that's right, signing Sean Payton, or should I say trading for Sean Payton earlier this week, landing him there in De- or here in Denver. Congratulations to the Broncos. They now have no excuses, in my opinion, going forward. They have the man behind the, the center, and they got the man right in the plan. So we'll have to wait and see how that uh, chemistry works there in Bronco land next season, plus other big moves. Mark Ryan. Heading to the Texans, of course, that was definitely a signed, sealed, delivered deal. It just was waiting for Ryan and the 49ers to lose. Now he will be the head coach down there in Houston. Plus, Vic Fangio, that's right, now our Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator. Yeah, finally getting a name in there that I can trust and have faith in. 
And we know this, he's already got some familiar faces down in South Beach. So hopefully those scheme changes and everything will come smoothly. We'll have to wait and see, of course, always. We know this, the trade rumors and trade talks still flirting. Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr still the big names on the docket. We know this, last year, that big trade, excuse me, two years ago, McCown and Stafford trade, it happened right after the Senior Bowl. So we're in that era. We're Pro Bowling it this weekend, folks. Make sure you guys check that out. Of course, the best thing probably will be the Skills Challenge coming out that whole weekend, but they're trying something new this year. Eli and Peyton will be the coaches for each team, and it's flag football. So that's going down this weekend there in the NFL as we get suited up for the next big one. That's right. Next week, it will be the Super Bowl. We cannot wait. We'll have all the winners, losers, and storylines Leading all the way up right here next week on the best. Keeping things going here on the sunny side up. Let's go from the gridiron to the hardwood. are heating up as we get ever so closer to the big March Madness and we know this big games are on the docket going into this weekend going forward as always but here is how things set in that top 10 starting off with 10 is going to be Texas at 18 and 4 9 is UCLA at 17 and 4 8 is the who you just heard there a second ago Kansas at 18 and 4 7 is Kansas State at 18 and 4. Of course, those will be flip-flopping after this week. Six is Virginia at 17 and 3. Five is Arizona. They're at 19 and 3. Four is Alabama. They're at 19 and 3. Three is Houston. They're at 20 and 2. Now back on top there. Two is Tennessee. They're at 18 and 3. And still killing me to say it. The number one school right now is Per Suck Boilermakers at 21 and 1. They got a big game going in this weekend. How about three big games you must watch? How about starting off first? Texas. They'll be, they'll be traveling to Kansas State 2 p.m. tomorrow on ESPN2. Game number two, right in my home state. How about the Per Suck Boilermakers? They'll be traveling south to the Hoosiers. That's right, that game, 2 p.m. as well. On ESPN. Then game number three tomorrow. How about this one? A rivalry everybody knows about. How about it? North Carolina traveling right down the road to puke as that game will be 4.30 on ESPN. So those are three big games going down this weekend, folks. You must not miss. We'll have all the winners, losers, Oops, and everything you need to know coming off the college world right here next week on the best. Keeping it on the court. Let's go from the college world to the NBA. Well, they're going to pin down for James. James comes up top, gets it. 
James on the drive, gets in the paint, layup, missed it. And the game is over. Lakers furious, they thought he was fouled. But Jimmy, and it's now overtime. LeBron James so upset. Regulation is over, we go to the five minute OT. That's right, you're hearing it right. The big foul of the week, what everybody's been talking about there in the NBA world. LeBron James driving the hole there on Sunday against the Celtics, getting fouled but no call, and going to overtime, of course, losing. I gotta say, it's been a huge topic all across ESPN. That's all they've been talking about. And I gotta throw my two cents in the hat. Yes, he was fouled, but... Man, let's go back to every call that's not ever been called in the history of the NBA. Well, that would take forever. Each game would be played out 10 hours at a time. It's ridiculous that he got away with what he got away with. That's just my opinion. If any other player would have pulled that antic, thrown a fit like he did, it would have been an automatic tee, and they should have been shooting free throws in overtime. But on the flip side, I think what he should have done is what I think Jordan would have done and not thrown a fit pulled his teammates in tight and said, boys, these guys ain't scoring another point in overtime, and we're whooping their ass. But instead, they let it get to them. The momentum kept rolling Boston's way, and they got the big win there on Sunday. And, of course, we're still talking about it almost one week later. What we really should be talking about is LeBron James going into going into breaking the scoring record here very, very soon in the next week or so. They're possibly in Milwaukee, where we know the legend the all-time leader is from and played at. It'd be very, very interesting to see if that's how it does shake out now. The talk also is how expensive tickets have been going up, up, up for those games. That's right. As everybody is expecting him to break that within the next couple of games, we'll keep an eye on that. But just to finish off the topic, folks, look back at how they teched Curry when he threw his mouthpiece. Matter of fact, they ejected him. So I, I, I'm not a LeBron hater just to hate. I'm just saying, stating the facts. We got too much LeBron on the ESPN daily, and that's just my opinion. I, I get it. He, he's good. He, he does score a lot of points, and he's holding this Lakers team on his back at the age he is. But he's also put himself in the, his own shoes every morning and, and put himself in that situation. And he's the only person that's ever, ever wanted to bring people to his team. No, that's not how it is. He's just, that's how he's labeled, and that's the way it's always going to be. And I'm sorry to say it, but yeah, if anybody else would have pulled those antics, that wouldn't have happened the way it happened there in Boston. Even though they didn't win, I got to say, we're giving this guy a lot of attention to a team that's way under 500 and possibly might be struggling or even maybe in the play-in game when it comes playoff time. But we'll dive more into that as we get closer Shout out to all those LeBron lovers out there. Let's talk about how things set in the divisions out in the East. It's the Boston Celtics. They're at 36 and 15, three games up. Out in the Central, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. They're at 34 and 17, four games up. Out in the Southeast, it's Miami. They're at 29 and 23, only three and a half games up. Out here in the West, that's right, the Northwest, it's going to be our Denver Nuggets. They're 35 and 16. Nine games up on their division in the Pacific. It's the Sacramento Kings. They're at 21 and 20, or excuse me, they're at 28 and 21, a game and a half up. And last but not least, out in the Southeast, it's going to be Memphis at 32 and 18. They're six games up on their division. 
player stats, you ask? Well, here we go. How about points per game? We got a new one. That's right. Joel Embiid, he's taking over the lead, and he is now scoring 33.6 points a game in the rebounds. We've got Sabonis. He's got 12.4. The assist category is going to be Halliburton at 10.2. In the blocks, it's Nick Nick Claxton at 2.7. And in the steals, it's Butler at 2.1. Those are your player stat leaders. Now, going into the NBA weekend, how about three games? You must watch. How about game number one? It's the L.A. Fakers. They'll be traveling to the New Orleans Pelicans 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on ESPN2. Game number two, how about this? The Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks. They'll be traveling to the Golden State Warriors 8.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday. On A, B, C. And game number three, how about this? The Philadelphia 76ers, they'll be traveling to the New York Knicks 6 p.m. on Sunday on ESPN. Folks, we'll have all the stories coming off the hardwood there in the NBA. Of course, we know this. We're getting ever so closer to that NBA All-Star Weekend coming right up. We'll have everything you need to know right here on the best Talking All-Star, let's switch things up and go from the court to the pond. Yes, yes, yes. Going into the big All-Star weekend, we are finally made it here halfway point on the pond. And as we know, it's going to be live this weekend down there in My favorite state, that's right, Florida, South Beach area, as the NHL All-Star Weekend is underway. That's right. Of course, the big eyes will be on all of the very fun and cool skill challenges and everything, the fast skate and what they've got going on. Of course, don't forget all of the big names, lacing them up, playing together there on the next day as the All-Star Game will be going down. But here is how the NHL sets as we go into all-Star Weekend, how about this? Out in the Metro, it's Carolina at 34-9. They've got 76 points. Out in the Atlantic, it's the Boston Bruins. They're at 39-7. and They have the most outstanding points at 83. In the Central, it's going to be the Dallas Stars. They're at 28-13 and with 66 points. In the Pacific, it's going to be the Seattle Kraken. They're at 29-15 and with 63 points. That's your division leaders going into All-Star Weekend. How about some skater and goalie stats? That's right. For the skaters, points right now. The man on top, and he has been all season long. How about Connor McDavid with 92 goals, you ask? How about the same person, Connor McDavid? He's got 41. And last but not least, in the assist, it's going to be Nikita Krosovov. He's got 53. Over on the goalie side, it's going to be Linus Yulemark. He's got the GAA out of 1.90. The save percentage is going to be the same guy, Linus Yulemark. He's got a save percentage of 0.937. And last but not least, holding it down in the net with the most shutouts, it's going to be Darcy Kipner with five. That's your NHL player stats as we go into All-Star Weekend, folks. We'll be keeping a close eye on all of the fun action and report it back right here next week as we kick off the second half of the Frozen Pond and the, and the skate towards this year's Stanley Cup right here on the best. Keeping things going. Let's switch gears. Going from the pond, let's talk some racing. Outside of the outside, outside, outside. Holy cow. I guess it does work. Holy. Do you see that? 
going down in LA at the LA Coliseum. That's right, the clash at the Coliseum finally here. The second installment and it's about to be one of the baddest kickoff races of the 2023 season. Will we get two for two from number 22 last year's winner? That's right, Joey Logano or will we have a new one? Find out who we pick this week on Picks and Gravy, presented to you by Ease and Beast Podcast, each and every Saturday on our YouTube channel. Make sure you guys checking that out. But we cannot wait. We're super excited to be talking NASCAR again right here on the Ease and Bees. As you know, each and every week we'll be breaking down how last week's race went, giving you a little inside scoop, and also telling you what our thoughts were on what should have and should not have happened on the track. Keep up to date with us. We cannot wait. One of our favorite things to talk about each and every year, and it is back. So going into this weekend, big weekend, and as we talked last week, we're going to give you those new names in new places. That's right, drivers in new cars this year, and it goes as follows. As we know, there's a couple big names everybody probably already knows about, but in the eight car this year, it's Mr. Eminem himself, Kyle Busch, will be driving now the Chevrolet for RCR. Keep your eye out on that one. Over at the uh, 2311 team, that's right, we knew about this last year as well. Kind of made his debut, but this year will be his inaugural run there for the team. Number 45 machine of Tyler Riddick. Then this guy, well, he's not new to the series, but he's going to be full time this season. That's right. Jumping on board, the number 16 machine is going to be AJ Allmendinger. Then also, one more big name you must know that was in the season last year, but he's going to be full-time running for Rookie of the Year this year over there at the Gibbs camp in the number 54 car, the crybaby himself, Mr. Ty Gibbs. And then moving on over to another Xfinity driver moving up. How about this guy driving for GMS in the number 42 machine? It's going to be Noah Gregson. And last but not least, how about this one? Returning back to the Cup Series and to a solid team, in my opinion. We'll have to see if he can turn this car around because it wasn't too shiny last year, but this year it might be. How about in the 41 machine, it's Ryan Priest. But I know you're thinking, wait a minute, you're forgetting one guy. I didn't forget. That's right, returning back. Not full-time as of now, but possibly we'll see what happens here in just a couple weeks at the day. Tona. 500, but driving the number 84 car, returning back to NASCAR, that's right, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Seven Time, Jimmy Johnson, man, it's going to be cool to see Seven Time on the track again there in Daytona, and with a completely new number, a completely new team, and a completely new mindset. It's going to be great. We cannot wait, folks. Like I said, we are just a couple weeks away from the biggest race of the year, the Daytona 500. We'll have all the breakdown for the qualifications and every firework you need to know about right here leading up to the biggest race of the year on the best. Keeping things going here on the sunny side up. Let's stay on the race talk, and on the short track. How about last week? We talked about it. Speed Fest going down there in Georgia. 
That's right, Speedfest last weekend. Big, big names on the docket. William Byron, Chase, Elliot, David, Reagan, Bubba, Pollard, Corey, Heim. All kinds of big names there last weekend, of course, when it all shook down. It came back to going back to back winning again. That's right, the number 25 machine of Bubba Pollard. Congratulations to Bubba holding off. Corey Heim, hard-charging Jake Garcia, and the rest of the field. And, of course, Willie B., my man, he finished eighth with a solid, solid run. And Chase Elliott getting into some contact there early in the race. Ended up finishing 19th. I also want to give a special Indiana shout-out to Billy Van Meter on an outstanding 12th place finish there last weekend at Speedfest. Congratulations to Team Van Meter there out of Indiana. But once again, an awesome, awesome start to the late mall series there last weekend. We've got some more kickoffs. As we know, racing season is knocking on the door. That's right. We can't wait. And to talk about that, how about this? Coming up, let's go from the roundy round and start crossing through the center. That's right. Now, figure eight soon to be kicking off their season. And we, right here at the E's and B's, are going to be talking about that live next week with the returning all-time downloaded podcast champion right here on the E's and B's, the biggest veteran we got. That's right, returning to the show once again, Mr. Fork Time himself, Ben Tony. That's right, next week. Mr. Ben Tony will be right here on the podcast, and we are going to be talking about the Outlaw Figure Eight kickoff race there, the Florida State Outlaw Figure Eight race, as uh, it'll be ran there at Showtime Speedway, the crazy Yoho track. And we know this, they've been arguing and fighting about payout and rules and all the above for a very long time, finally getting some of that stuff nailed down. We know it'll change just like your underwear with the way he runs it, but. We know this. Next week, Ben Tunney in-house, and we're going to dive into what he's got going for this season and find out what races you must see. So don't miss it. Right here next week, our best interviewee will be back on the show. That's right, the veteran himself, Ben Tunney. All right, one more thing before we get to this week's guest. That's right, I cannot wait for that. One of the coolest dudes on the planet, and we'll be talking to him here in just a second. Team Meatballs, Alan Thompson. But let's talk about... Going from the roundy round world and the figure eight world to the strip. That's right. Drag racing, no prep style going down last weekend as we talked here on the podcast. And of course, big race down there in Darlington. Fresh track, front side, virgin surface. And boy, oh boy, it looks squirrely. That's right, folks. Cars getting a little loose. I saw a clip. Shout out to Bubba Phillips and Side Chick. Uh, he let out, still won the race, but man, it seemed like it was a pedal fest. But when it was all said and done, we finally got a new face in the winner's circle. That's right. And I want to give a huge shout out and congratulations to Hustling Horsepower's Nick Pulliak. Congratulations, Nick, on an outstanding run. A long overdue winner's circle celebration for him, Maddie, and now MVP. Congratulations. Awesome, awesome stuff. Of course, MVP, their new baby, and gets to come to the first race, and she gets to see her daddy win. Outstanding stuff. Gives me chills just to talk about it. Congratulations to them. Keep your eye out. Make sure you guys go give them support there at Hustling Horsepower. You can find them on all of the social media outlets. And, of course, that wasn't the only race going down last weekend. How about this race? That's right. 
out on the airport. There was some bad boys on that. That's right, uh, Cali Nate and some heavy, heavy hitters out there last weekend. If you didn't see it, go back, check out Limpy's page as he was live there for the live feed. But when it was all said and done, I, I would be ashamed of myself if I didn't give this guy a huge shout out right here. Because he lives right here in the home state of Denver. That's right. Congratulations to Hayden Wilson. Yeah, home state boy pulling it out last week, knocking off some heavy hitters there on a very sketchy surface as well. Uh, definitely a windy, windy day down there. And uh, congratulations to Hayden. Of course, we're trying to uh, get in contact with him, hopefully get him on the show here in the near future. But awesome, awesome stuff. I love seeing new faces in the winner's circle, and we got two of them this weekend. Of course, we got some big races Coming up here this weekend, we got Battlefield Dragway. Uh, Darlington is going to have another race. And, of course, Little River Dragway as well. So those are three no-prep races going on at the tracks. Of course, we know this. The streets are always open, as Limpy would say. And we'll be keeping our eyes out for that. But with that being said, that's going to wrap up this side. It's time to get to our guest. That's right. Coming up next, it's one of the baddest no-prep smoke tire racers on the planet. That's right. And he runs with some cool, cool dudes. That's right. Team Meatballs. Alan Thompson is our guest next. You're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. He is one of the baddest small tire, no prep racers in the world. And he rolls with some of the coolest dudes out there that don't take shit from no one, but will take some monies in a smoky trailer. Coming to us <laughs> from Louisville, Kentucky. Ladies and gentlemen, everything looks good, but his face, team. Meatballs! How's it going? My man. Doing good. How you doing, buddy? Great, great. Thank you so much for yeah. joining us here this week on the E's and B's. Obviously, a guest we've been dying to have. And as we always do here on the podcast, we're going to jump into a little bit of Alan's life, find out what makes him tick, how he got his start, and of course, some fun questions as well. If you're ready, Alan, I am. I'm good to go. Let's, Here we let's go. Let's win this. All right, my friend. <laughs> Tell the fans and listeners out there, how did you get your start in the no prep world? Well, uh, see, well, we've always been into racing in my family, you know, but we've always done all different kinds of racing. We've done street racing, track racing, and then boat racing. And then when I got in high school, I just played ball, you know. That's all I did. We didn't race, nothing. I, we just played strict ball. And then after I graduated, um, I had a little truck and then I sold it and I bought a Malibu. That was always a car I wanted. Um, 
And I've been digging. I almost went and traded my car, my truck, like twice from Malibu. And then I found my car, and we went and bought it. And then my, we bought it, and then I don't know if it was really COVID. So we didn't go to the track. We went straight to the street and started racing on the street. You know, my first, I don't know, probably 40 passes was on the street. You know, we didn't, we couldn't go to a track. So, I mean, and then once, once I started street racing and we start getting a little faster, and then my first ever no prep race was at Edgewater when the Dirty 30 wrecked. That was my first ever no prep race was there. And then after that, it just snowballed into what it is now. Man, let me tell you, it's grown into something pretty amazing. We could touch on a lot oh, of it. It's we will. Crazy. As we go through this, I mean, like as far as, you know, your social media is blowing up, jumping, you know, tremendous mm-hmm. on subscribers, all, all kinds of cool stuff. But I want to talk a little bit about how this kind of came about. I got to say, you know, obviously last year, Papa My Cherry going to War in the Woods, my home state, Indiana, um, getting to see some of the baddest small tire racers out there. You know, mm-hmm. your pass when I was out there, and I, I mentioned this, was one of the best passes first round I've ever seen. It was, I mean, A to B, and it looked mean. And, and I know I, I greeted mm-hmm. you on that later on. But what I want to talk about is the, the racing family. And, of course, what we talk about always here on the E's and B's is how the shirts off of anybody's back do whatever it takes to, you know, for – anybody in a certain group and all that good stuff. Well, I want to shine a little light on team meatball because here's how things work for me. Uh, obviously being at my first event, I, I was super stoked to be just on the grounds, you know, uh, Jeff Thomas and shout out to Julie Randall for, you know, greatly taking care of us here at the E's and B's. But what it boils down to is it came down to the first night and, and I had a golf cart that I needed to put somewhere to charge. And with a little bit of guidance, I was told where to go, and it ended up happening to be right up by Team Meatball's camp. And uh, mm-hmm. with uh, a little bit of courage, I walked right on over and introduced myself and just explained the fact that, you know, I needed to leave the cart there for a charging situation and asked if you didn't mind. And, of course, you know, Pops, uh, shout out to him, came right out and oh, said, yeah. it was no big deal. And just the uh, graciousness of that whole entire group, knowing that you guys have never met me, seen me, nothing about me, maybe a little bit about me from the podcast. but just the open arm feeling. And, and from that day forward, it only got better. Shout out to Doss, who uh, greeted me just the day later, you know, introducing himself and had to be the very first person ever to come up to me like that. And, and you know, it was very cool. And since that day, I've done nothing but follow this oh, team. Shit. And I think that, you know, it goes <laughs> to show this racing family is very big. And, and like we said, you know, we'll do anything for everyone. And I still want to, you know, say how much it meant to me for that. And that's why I brought you on here today, not only just to brag about my podcast, but oh. to show, show a little bit about what your uh, team is all about. And that's what we're here for. Man, I appreciate that. You know, that's a big thing to me is family, you know, and uh, everybody's family to me. And until you start to cross the number, once you cross that number, we'll talk different. But, you know, I'll everybody in, like, my team is family to me. We ain't a team or family, you know. Absolutely. And so... Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's get back to it here. How about this one? Tell me one thing that you love about no prep and one thing that you hate about no prep racing. One thing I love about no prepping is, man, the people and going because I've traveled a lot here last last year and going to the different tracks and stuff, how, you know, nice people are. And 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 it's just everybody at every track is a home. You know, it's a different home. Like you're just going to out of town, you know, to see another family member, you know. Everybody treats you well. You know, they try, everyone tries to take care of everybody. There's a problem. Somebody's going to help. Somebody's going to need something. You know, even if so and so is going, I'm racing them. We want to help them. You know, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, 
everybody wants to help each other because everything ain't cheap. You know, we, you know, and everybody, it's just crazy to me. Like, how I don't know if everybody understands like how big like the racing community is. And it don't matter who it is, they want to help you, you know, at the end of the day. Absolutely. The light's twitching. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with you. You know, a lot of people always uh, frown upon certain parts of it, saying it's all for mainly attention oh, and, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like, for instance, just being a sports oh, podcaster shit. myself here, I, I don't necessarily need the attention. I want to bring you guys on here to shine the light on you, you know, to shine the light on some of your social media outlets out there, you know, spread the word. For certain people like myself, I live out on the West Coast. I can't get to a lot of that East Coast stuff. So uh, it makes it a lot nicer when you can help out everybody involved. And and I think that's what makes this racing community and circle so much stronger. All right. Tell me this. If you could choose one, one, what would it be? Front, back, or street? Oh, man, that's a hard thing. I race all of it, you know, and uh... – I, I swear there ain't nothing like going down to the street, especially south and racing the street down there. It's up here and up north, you know, like we just can't. I don't know why this, but we just can't get away with it like they do down south. But down south, man, there ain't nothing like it, especially at the pad. If you've never been to pad, you ain't went nowhere. You know, like that place there is just a different world, you know, and I would have to say probably street, you know, down there, especially down south. I would love to go to Texas and race. but I mean, the street is for sure a game changer. I mean, front side and the back track is fun, but the streets is, it's just got a different vibe. It's the equalizer when it boils down to it. We all know that. And, you know, no Mm -hmm. matter how many times you've been up and down it, that can change at any moment. We know tracks can too sometimes as well, but, uh, you know, there's a reason why certain racers stay at certain areas, don't travel and such, but we won't dive into that. We're going to keep this a little fun here today. Yeah. You know, one thing I do hate, about it all yeah is the no front ends that's one thing okay. i hate about all right. racing uh, uh, that's one pretty thing common. I, I feel like a car should have yeah i think a car should have a front end on it you okay. know that's just me let you me know? ask you this do you think the team aspect uh, is an advantage over say someone that comes solo with maybe a couple crewmates or whatever do you think that team aspect with the data they can give share and all that yeah. is that always uh, uh, going to be the advantage or do you think sometimes those guys that hide their stuff and, and maybe have a little couple secrets over a couple teams you know which do you think is the better aspect me i want to say a team because i mean the more brains you got the more ideas you're going to have and, the, uh, and as long as you ain't afraid to try it you're going to find out if it's better or not you know and say so you got four or five cars and they have similar combos and you tell one person what and they're set up the same Man, it's going to be hard to beat them, you know. I mean, a team aspect, you know, you're sharing data, you're helping each other, you know each other's cars, and you, you go to certain surfaces, you're going to know that you're going to know that person's car is just as well as yours, you know, and, and you have ideas that you do to your car to help theirs on their pass. You know, I, I always think a team, a good team, will be an individual person, even though the individual person might have done it for years, but out of the outcome one day, that team is just going to excel to me. So yeah, I can agree. I, I, I mean, it's the will. proof's in the pudding. We, I mean, you know, myself, I'm watching it before my eyes when I, when I watched what you and mm-hmm. Doc Holiday and Scrappy and everybody there at Team Meatball has been doing from past, you know, last year into leading into this year. You know, we're just getting started. Obviously, we haven't even really touched 
any kind of big races yet. But I, I got to mm-hmm. say, you know, I, I agree. And I think the team aspect's the way to go, in my opinion, especially when you're going to be traveling around trying to take all the monies and trophies from everybody. All right, let's switch the gears a little bit here, Alan, and get to some of my fun questions. We'll get back to some of those. Of course, talk about Team Meatball before we get done here. How about this? The famous E's and B's question. You're having breakfast tomorrow, Alan, with any celebrity or racer out there. Who are you having breakfast with and what are you having? I'm going to say Jennifer Anderson. Me and her, we're going to eat breakfast, you know, and we're definitely going to eat some pancakes. Pancake guy. All right, all right. Didn't see that one coming at all. I hope you don't uh, get some no. of that, but I can definitely agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about this? Here's another fun one. And I know I asked a uh, happy back here a couple of weeks ago the same question. This is something I think would be very cool. Picture this. Uh, you know, you're lining up, getting ready to be called up to the box. It's your turn to roll up. And just like they do in the baseball world and everywhere else, you've got your own walk-up music. What would your walk-up song be as Butterface rolls into the box? Man, I would have to say P-I-M-P by 50 Cent. I think that would be, like, just the moment, you know, get you feeling, especially if you're at Brown County and that's playing, that's a game on. You know, it just pumps you up. Man, I could agree with you. Uh, take me back to a little yeah. old school there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, let's get back to a little bit of the racing talk. I know my fans and listeners out there want to check you out on the socials. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But I got to ask, where did the name Team Meatball come from? Um, see, t- when my dad had my dad's best friend was named Mark Portman. Okay. And, and he had a brother named Steve. Well, Steve's name was Weasel. And my dad's best friend, Mark, his name is Meatball. I didn't know their actual real names until I was a freshman in high school. And, and, and I just knew him as Meatball and he ended up getting uh, cancer and ended up passing away. So when you know, Sean Blanford started up a thing with Team Meatball, you know, for cancer and stuff. And then when we started really getting to racing, you know, it's me and Cam and we, we was doing some videoing and I said, man, let's start a YouTube channel and come up with team name, team name, you know, so let's just do it. I mean, we're videoing everything anyways. And we had a few names and dad just said, man, let's just name it Team Meatball Racing. I said, bet. I said, let's carry his name on. And it's just something personal, you know, and it's a family thing. And he was like my second dad, you know, and so that's where the name came from. It was named after somebody. And we're just trying to carry his name on. So Man, that makes it so much better. That makes me like it way more. That's yeah. for damn sure. That's so cool. Great yeah. story. We love to hear those kind of stories because that makes it a little bit more, you know, personal when it comes down all the way to it. And that's why we love bringing people like you on here on the podcast. I got to ask this one. How about this dream race? Who are you racing? And where are you racing them at for the most amount of money? Mm. Man, I would love to, to be honest, uh, there's a couple people. I would have to say I would love to race Jason Rank, and it would be on the front side, probably. I don't know what track. Really. I, actually, Yellow Belly. Yellow Belly would be cool. That would be a cool track to race them at. I think okay. that would be the race I would want to do. Nice, nice. I like, I like Jason Rank, obviously one of the other heavy yeah. hitters out there. Of course, we hope to see him later on this season. I know he's going to be in one of those uh, top 32 lists that are being put out here. I got to ask you this one, though. Hey, it's a very fun one. Everybody likes to talk about this one. If you could have any superpower out there, Alan, what superpower would you have? Man, I would love to fly. Okay. I think that'd be cool. You know, I mean, I always want to go skydiving and stuff. But I'm too big to do that. So I would love to go flying. You know, that'd be cool right. as hell. 
Yeah, I'm afraid of heights myself. Yeah. I fly, but like as far as maybe being like, all right, hold on, I'm a, I'll be over in a minute. You know, shoot, that'd be yeah. all right with me. I think that'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. cool. I can agree. All I right, think we get used to it. Just a couple more here before we turn the uh, table over here to Alan. We've got ask another fun one, of course. The movie of your life's coming out tomorrow, Alan. Who's playing you, and what is the name of it? I think the name of it because my nickname is Hot Rod. Everyone's always called me Hot Rod. And I think it'd be in the streets with Hot Rod, and I'll have to have Ron Reynolds play it. He, nice. He's hilarious. Okay, yes. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, that definitely be a go-see movie, in my opinion, especially if you're keeping up the team, Meatball. And Alan Thompson, make sure you guys are checking him out. We'll get to that here in just a second. How about this, Alan? One race this year that all my fans and listeners out there must see or go to. What is it? Uh, well, since they're having this Gangster's Paradise race, I would have to say that Brown County. I think it's going to be because, I mean, the invite list, I don't know what it is. I don't know who will be on it. But if it's the baddest 32 that show up, that track there would be – it's just got a different vibe than any other no-prep track. I would have to say there, Jeff Thomas puts on a great event. It's a it's a party and there's a race going on, you know. And it, and it's not any race. It's one of the baddest races across the country. So Absolutely. I would have to say that. I could I couldn't agree anymore. Uh, definitely the race that here us or us here Easy Bees will be attending. Hopefully all three times this year. So definitely we'll be uh, locking up there with the team Meatball, being able to hang out in person. I can't wait for that. But I gotta ask you one more before I turn the table over to you, Alan. And of course it's the big one. It's a tough one here on the Easy Bees. Make sure you guys are checking us out each and every Friday morning wherever you listen to your podcast at. And, of course, check us out each and every Saturday morning there on YouTube. Picks and Gravy presented to you by Ease and Beast Podcast. All right, Alan, how about this? When it's all said and done, what do you want the Team Meatball and Alan Thompson race legacy to be? Uh, man, to me, I just – it ain't about getting known or nothing, you know. It ain't me. I just – to be, I just want to know, I guess, as a guy knows, it came up and from, he didn't have, you know, I mean, it's me and my dad and my buddies racing all the young guys, you know, we started out all young and I would just say, you know, they were just good competition, really. I mean, I don't want nothing special, you know, I ain't asking for nothing, you know, I ain't a nobody, I'm a nobody, I mean, so I just, I don't think I'm somebody, I don't have nothing special, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I do. So well, I, yeah. I, I could agree with you and I could agree a little bit more saying that I think that, you know, if you there was to say that you're uh, paving a path or, or guiding the light, whatever, I think Team yeah. Meatball, in my opinion, is doing a fantastic job and they've only just got started and there's so much more to see. But with that being said, Al, I'm going to turn the tables over to you. I want you to tell my fans and listeners out there where they can find you at and a couple good races they can come check you out that at this year. Um, you can follow us on YouTube. Team Meatball Racing. Uh, Facebook is Team Meatball Racing. Our Instagram is Team Meatball Racing. And you can go get some killer merch from www.teammeatballracing.com. You can find us there. Um, I know we'll be at uh, – I know I'm going to go to North Carolina in March to Shady Side. I'll be back there. Um, I know I'll be at Happy's Race at April Fool's, his race. And, of course, I'll be at Warren, one of the Warren Woods. I don't know if I'm one of the first one. It matters how that list turns out for the 32, you know, if I get on there. But we'll probably definitely come up there and hang out, but we'll definitely be at Warren Woods again. So maybe a few of them. All right. There you have it, folks. Several big races on the docket for Team Meatball. Of course, a plethora of awesome drivers, in my opinion. 
not just my man here, Alan, but a couple other guys. Make sure you guys check them out there on the social medias and give them a follow. Let them know that Eddie B from the E's and B sent you. Alan, it's been an honor and a pleasure having you here on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports podcast on your Fridays. I know we're going to be catching up here real, real soon. Oh, the, yeah. the months are counting down. I can't wait. Do me a favor. <laughs> give Pops a hug, the family a hug. And until next time, coming to us from Louisville, Kentucky. Everything looks good. Butterface. Team <laughs> Meatballs. Thanks, my man. Thank you, buddy. Yes, 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 man, what an amazing interview that was. Thank you so much to Alan Thompson and Team Meatball. Shout out to Pops and Doss and Jason and all the team there at Team Meatball. Awesome, awesome stuff. So great to finally get him on the show and, of course, dive into a little bit of him and find out what made him tick. Of course, you guys, make sure you go follow them on all of the social media outlets there. Make sure you let them know that Eddie B from the E's and B sent you. With that, that wraps up the meet. Now, let's get to my favorite part of the show and talk some wrestling. surprising entries that we were anticipating and that we talked about here last week on the show but 
we did get one banger of a match. If you didn't see it, go back, check it out. Make sure you check out the highlighted spot between Logan Paul and Ricochet flying through the air off of each side of the ropes and colliding center mass, center of the ring in the middle of the air. It was amazing. Go back, check that out. But as you heard there in the end, the men's winner was our pick. That's right. Cody Rhodes, congratulations to him. And of course, it didn't shorthand the women's side because they put on a banger as well. Going wire to wire was Rhea Ripley. Congratulations to Rhea Ripley and a big, big win there last Saturday night at the Royal Rumble on the women's side. Definitely showing that she is now the woman to watch out for. And of course, she announced on Monday she's going back to redeem herself against Charlotte Flair there at WrestleMania. Of course, Cody, definitely, we know who he's fighting, but let's talk about who he's fighting, because that was the other big thing happening there at the Royal Rumble. It was the bloodline. Well, there might not be a bloodline no more because of this. was the loudest pop you've ever heard there at the Royal Rumble because Sami Zayn now striking the back of Roman Reigns with the chair there on Saturday and shocking the world. Of course, the, the bigger story had to be the fact that not that they destroyed Sami after destroying his best friend Kevin Owens prior, but in the end, it was Jay Uso, the story. That's right, as he tucked tail, rolled out of the ring and wanted nothing to do with destroying Sami Zayn. Now, the big story tonight on SmackDown will be what is gonna happen with the Usos. Of course, we know this. They are the tag team champions, but it looks like there's trouble in the bloody water. That's right. We'll keep an eye on that. Other big things we want to talk about that happened at the Rumble. Well, it was the only thing I disliked. How about the pitch black match? Well, I was very, very anticipating this match because I love yeah, L.A. Knight is one of my new favorites, and I gotta say, it looked great. The 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 lighting and the effects were awesome. I wish I wouldn't have seen the confetti before the confetti happened, but the worst part of the whole thing, and everybody that is a wrestling fan knows what I'm talking about. It was the crash pad landing at the end of the match where Mr. Happy Howdy, what you want to call me, jumped from the top and missed by a mile on uh, L.A. night there on the crash pad. The fireworks going off, and of course, they replayed that uh, the elbow drop, and it just did not do it any justice. And then the last but not least, my last bitch about the match, is I gotta say, where, oh, where did Bray Wyatt get that awful mask from? I gotta say, I'm not impressed. It looked like a throwout from Kane's past, something he passed on, and uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but definitely, I was very let down with the way that thing shook out. And, of course, now we know Bray Wyatt, Alessa Blicks. We're going to get that mix up again. Ah, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, things get a little more different for WrestleMania. But I hope, I hope, my boy, yeah, L.A. Knight does not get buried no more. Because he is very good talent, and I think he deserves a lot better than what he was shown there at the Royal Rumble. But all in all, a great Royal Rumble of course, the go or the Fallout Raw was even better, and now we wait tonight for SmackDown to see what 
will happen there with the bloodline. Of course, we'll keep you up to date with all the storylines, winners, losers, and everything you need to know coming out of the WWE right here on the best. Now, let's go to the other channel. That's right, that's right, big, big stuff going down there, Wednesday night at AEW, Samoa Joe coming out victorious in the end over Darby Allen, and they destroyed that ring and ring side area in a no holds bar match, of course, tearing up the mat, finishing with a muscle buster on the boards, Samoa Joe now becoming the new TNT champion but that wasn't the end as warlow reappears of course with the new haircut and now that seems to be the next challenge once again those two going back at it we'll keep an eye on that other big big things happen there on wednesday night how about this dr Britt baker himself get herself getting jumped in the back by storm and soraya now we'll have to wait and see what happens from that as a uh, ruby soho trying to intervene with Britt Baker and make sure she was fine. Kind of awkward moments, but they started the night out there on Wednesday night with a banger. That's right, as hometown favorite John Moxley was going up against his big new rival. That's right, the return of Hangman. These guys, of course, have been going at it for a while now, going back and forth, actually hurting each other. This time it was awesome, except for, my opinion, John Moxley doing what he did at the beginning of the match. If you know what I'm talking about, it was a complete letdown. And I hate that the cameraman caught it. But in the end, it ended up being a brutal, brutal back-and-forth match. And Moxley sneaking in there, getting the 1-2-3 and winning at home. Of course, the feud did not end after the match. The pushing and shoving still going on. We'll have to wait and see if these two face each other one more time at Revolution. So keep your eyes out for that. Of course, announced there on Wednesday night for next week. How about this? The six-man title belts on the line as the elite champions. They'll be taking on Top Flight and AR Fox. Plus, don't forget my man MJF getting in a little scruffle there Wednesday night with Keshka. And Takeshka now will have a non-title match there Wednesday night with the champion himself. MJF. That's right. Don't miss that one. But MJF still trying to knock down Danielson there on Wednesday night as he put him up against a former WWE wrestler in Timothy Thatcher. That was a big, big match there. Of course, back and forth. Those two very, very technical. Thatcher's making his debut there on AEW, and it went out in a loss. That's right. Brian Danielson getting the win, and now Roosh will be his next opponent, as that's who MJF paying off there Wednesday night to try and hurt Brian Danielson next week. But I got to say, the big highlight of the night Wednesday had to be none other than Jade Cargill, congratulations to her going 50 and 0. Yes, 50 and 0. Congratulations on that. We think that's an outstanding mark for her, and we can't wait to see what they line up for her next. You know, eventually she is going to get that L, but we don't know when. We'll keep an eye on that. They keep in pace there at AEW with WWE, in my opinion. We'll have to keep everything lined out right here on the best. 
as they get ever so closer to their next pay-per-view coming up in March. That's right, Revolution. And we'll have all the winners, losers, and storylines and everything you need to know right here on The Best. Last thing I got here on The Scrambled. How about this? Make sure you guys are all supporting your local indie wrestling promotions out there in your state. Make sure you guys go give them some love because all these wrestlers have to start somewhere and they've got to have a little bit of support. So make sure if you got a chance and you need something to do on the weekend, if you're here, right here in Colorado, check out Rocky Mountain Pro's website. They are always having some action going on and you can go support them and those new up-and-coming wrestlers right there in person. So make sure you guys are supporting all of your local indie wrestling promotions with that we're gonna wrap this thing up like a burrito next because you know the drill it's the toast all the shout outs and everything coming up next week you'll find out that next you're listening to the e's and b's podcast yeah It's everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jams, your jelly, your cinnamon, your butter, your sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. All right, as we always do here on the toast, each and every week we give those weekly shout-outs. And, of course, we're going to dive right into that story right on off with this week's guest. I want to give a huge shout-out to Alan Thompson and Team Meatball. Also, of course, Pops, Doss, Jason, and the whole team. Thank you so much, Alan, for coming on the show. It was an honor to have you, and we can't wait to have you guys back. Of course, we'll be catching up with him later on this season. Make sure you guys are supporting Team Meatball and Boosted Team Meatball. How about this? Also, shout out to Happy and support your local street racer. Shout out to Limpy. Shout out to Ohio Girls Racing, Josh Robinson. Shout out to Young and Boost and Sam and David. Shout out to Carolina Performance, Robbie and Robert Dollar. Shout out to Jasper Graham. Shout out to Jeff Thomas and Julie Randall. Shout out to No Prep Felons, Bob Rice. Shout out to On Tilt Racing. Shout out to Chris Lane and Stripper Glitter. Shout out to Pennywise Racing's Robert Smith. Shout out to Backwoods Garage. Shout out to SRC. Shout out to Old Man's Garage. Shout out to 24-7 Motorsports. Shout out to Horse and, shout out to Hustling Horsepower. Shout out to Team Abeda, Team Hilton. Shout out to the Tunnies, Matt Smith, Jumpman, uh, Fades, Jumpman, Fades, Rocky Mountain Pros, Yaden, Dustin, Lilith, Remy, Balaam, my boys, Neil, Brian, Tony, Ty, and all my peeps at The Green Solution, 810 North College Road. Make sure you guys check out The Green Solution for all your cannabis needs. All right, as we do each and every week, make sure you guys are checking out Picks and Gravy. That's right. That's our YouTube channel there, or our YouTube show on our E's and B's YouTube. Make sure you guys check that out each and every Saturday, presented to you by E's and B's Podcast. What it is, you may ask? Well, that's where we pick the weekend's games and all the sporting fields that we can, or at least what we're interested in, and we give you a gravy lock in each division there. That's a guarantee for all you gambler and betters out there that that will be a game that I hit. That's right. That's Picks and Gravy each and every Saturday morning on the E's and B's YouTube. Make sure you guys check that out. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you click that bell so you don't miss out. And you can play along with us and pay attention because we're going to be having some guest pickers coming up very, very soon. Talking about coming up very, very soon. How about next week? That's right. Our guest will be none other than Mr. Four-Time himself, Ben. 
Tony. That's right. The champ, he will be back here for probably, I think, the fourth or fifth time on the E's and B's. We love having him. He always brings a great crowd. And, of course, we can't wait to find out what's going down in Florida next weekend. Of course, we'll be talking about that. Don't miss it right here. The guest Ben Tunney, Mr. Four Time, next week. Always, you can follow us at easeandbees.org. That's our little social, or that's our little webpage. That'll lead you to all of our social media outlets. That's easeandbees.org. That's where you can click on the merch stuff. Follow us at YouTube. Follow us on Fridays here at the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Speaking of YouTube, we're on that push. We're trying to get our subscriptions up. We need your help. Make sure you guys click that subscribe button, hit that bell, whatever you need. We Listen, we're not trying to ignore you. We're just trying to get those numbers up so we can bring you some better content and hire some more people to, to come on and help us out and make this a bigger, better platform than it ever will be or ever has been. Talking about coming on the show, if you're a sponsor out there looking to get your name out there and want to be part of the E's and B's podcast, get at us at podcast at gmail.com. Give us a little uh, insight on what you're looking for, and we'll get back to you, give you a contract, and get you on the air as far as giving three sponsorship opportunities each Friday, and don't forget a bonus there on Saturday. And if you got a video, I'll tie it in with my video. So that's a shout-out to any of those sponsors out there looking to try to spread your name right here on the E's and B's. Get at us at Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, if you're a race car driver, wrestler, athlete, or someone out there just train, playing, trying to promote yourself, get at us at Podcast at gmail.com. Give us your story. We'll get back to you and get you on air. That's Podcast at gmail.com gmail.com if you want to be on the show all right as we do each and every week we give you the legendary sports illustrated stat of the week this week it's going to be on the pond how fitting as we are in the nhl all-star weekend how about this 1942 the boston bruins left wing bip godlin became the youngest nhl player to score a goal at the age of 16 and 350 days old. Wow. And that is your Sports Illustrated stat of the week. With that, you know what comes up next. We're going to get right to it and we're going to rip your city. Top 10 cities next. All right. Top 10 cities goes as follows. Number 10. Shout out to North Canton. H-O. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, North Canton, Ohio. Number nine is Indianapolis, Indiana. Thank you so much, Indianapolis. Number eight, how about Brighton, Colorado? Thank you so much, Brighton. Number seven is back to my home state, Charlestown, Indiana. Shout out to Charlestown. Number six, right back in Aurora, Colorado. Number five, the home capital. That's right, it's Denver, Colorado. Thank you so much, Denver. Number four, how about overseas? Our lovely, faithful, that's right, in Frankfurt. Germany. Thank you so much, Frankfurt. Number three, it's Lender, Texas. That's right. Thank you so much, Lender. Everything's bigger. Number two, shout out to my my guest this week. That's where he's from. How about Louisville, Kentucky? Thank you so much, Louisville. And number one, as always, that's right, the home city where we sit. It's Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for all the love, guys, out there. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy. Spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone about this podcast. Give us that five-star review. As LB always says, have a awesome 2-3-2-3 day. That's right. That's today. And a kick-ass weekend. Be safe out there and check us out right here tomorrow on Ease and B's Picks and Gravy YouTube channel. Make sure you guys sit that subscribe button. 
and follow Team Meatball. And until next week, you know the drill. Make sure you eat your breakfast. Have a kick-ass weekend. Peace.